Feed That Nation. Recently, I've been reading a ton of articles about burnout in the healthcare industry. And it's so interesting to me that people are talking a ton about burnout in healthcare careers, but hardly anyone is talking about the burnout that happens in healthcare students. So that's what I'm going to be tackling today. I am currently in a Master's of Public Health program that is coordinated with a dietetic internship, so I'm on track to becoming a registered dietitian, so a healthcare career. Dietetics is just one of so many different healthcare careers. I mean, I won't list them all, but you have doctors, nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, athletic trainers, you have phlebotomists, you have... I'm already blanking, but I know there's so many more. Uh, speech-language pathologists, there we go. Even things like social work, that which aren't technically clinical or aren't clinical all the time, have a lot of components um, of healthcare. And I think no one is talking about the healthcare burnout that happens in healthcare students because it kind of has become part of the lore of being a college student, you know? There's all these jokes and memes and you know, relatable Tumblr posts about being a student and being so exhausted that you can't get out of bed and eating ramen for a week because you just can't bring yourself to cook and feeling simultaneous overwhelm and FOMO at the same time. And I think all of that, there are elements of that that are, you know, present in a lot of college situations. But I think acknowledging when, you know, common experiences that college students have are turning into things that can be harmful is very important. So the first thing I want to acknowledge when we're talking about this healthcare student burnout is that healthcare schooling, so going to school to become a healthcare professional, is so hard. It's super academically rigorous and time consuming, and I don't think anyone will ever dispute that. I mean, med school, you literally go to school for eight years, you know, undergrad to get your doctorate, then you have to do a residency for like three to seven more, and then you have to do a fellowship sometimes. Not everybody does a fellowship, but like that's literally like, you know, 12 years of schooling or more, it can be. And that's kind of a lot. I mean, like people become doctors, people are great at it, people love it, but I think anyone would be lying if they said they loved every second of it and didn't at one point or another just, you know, feel crushed by the overwhelming weight of what they were experiencing. A lot of other healthcare programs, especially on the master's level, I'm in a master's of public health program coordinated with a dietetic internship, like I said, and it is a full two-year program. So I started school this fall a couple of months ago, 2019, and I won't graduate until the end of summer 2021. And in that time, I'm completing 40 or 50 credits of coursework and, well, no, that's not correct. I'm completing around 25 to 30 credits of just straight up coursework, and I'm completing almost 20 credits of internship hours. So that's like 1,200 hours of internship that I have to complete in the next two years. And that's a lot. It's, you know, hard to really put to words at times that going to school for these things can be really hard. And no one really wants to admit that it's hard because then in some ways they're admitting that they're failing, which you're not. You know, if you think school is hard, you're not failing. You know, you're just acknowledging that it's difficult. Fact, you know? I think another place where a lot of students start to feel pretty burned out is when you're studying health and wellness topics, you know, for hours every single day, seven days a week for months on end, it can start to kind of 
wear at you. And I know in nutrition we experience this where you're focusing so much on nutrition every single day and then you go home and all you want to do is eat pizza and ice cream and you don't want to think about nutrition but because you have all this knowledge you can sort of feel conflicted about well you know I'm studying these things I know what I'm supposed to be doing but I don't want to and that can be really overwhelming and I think for other professions especially more wellness related professions so like PT athletic training things like that where you're teaching people how to live out their lives in healthy ways and you know all of the ways that people can be successful and more importantly all the ways that put people more at risk for health problems it can be really difficult to reconcile with yourself knowing what you're supposed to be doing and knowing what you would much rather be doing and making those decisions for yourself on top of feeling the pressure to be you know the idealistic of whatever the career year is. I mean, and I'm sure other professions experience this too, you know, there are doctors who smoke even though they know they're not supposed to. There are plenty of healthcare professionals at every size, which, you know, people at every size feel the shame in healthcare professions of the, you know, the stigma around being a person in a bigger body. There's just tons of things out there that put pressure on healthcare students to be, you know, aesthetically, you know, an aesthetically a nutritionist or aesthetically a doctor, you know, you have to look the part, which is kind of stupid because, you know, we talk about health at every size and we talk about moderation and we talk about, you know, all the different ways there are to make healthy decisions. So there's clearly not just one path to get there, but, you know, we feel the pressure and society places that pressure on us. And it kind of sucks. On top of acknowledging that a lot of healthcare education programs, be they undergrad, graduate, doctorate level programs, are academically rigorous and time intensive, we also have to acknowledge that it's really difficult and sometimes maybe even impossible to achieve that perfect balance of spending enough time on your classes to really succeed in them, um, doing adequate or excellent work at your many jobs that I'm sure you have, whether they be on campus or off campus, you know, spending time with your cohort and getting to socialize with your peers that are in the program with you, investing in your off-campus, out-of-program relationships, be they romantic relationships, friendships, family relationships, relationships with mentors and other, you know, networking relationships. On top of, you know, trying to pursue the things you want to pursue, I mean, YouTube, for example, this is a project that I have to really push myself to make time for. And other people have other things that they want to work on. Maybe someone enjoys writing and they're writing a novel in their spare time. Maybe someone loves photography. Maybe someone loves hiking. Maybe someone is an avid marathoner. And it's really difficult to find that perfect balance where you feel like you're making enough time for all of these things while also doing great in your classes and succeeding that way. And you know, I would say we as healthcare students kind of have a type, you know, we want to be the best and we want to know exactly what to do and then do it perfectly. And that's kind of an impossible expectation, but we place it on ourselves and then we end up feeling like we've failed because we're maybe not spending enough time with our out of program friends or maybe we really wanted to write a novel 
and we're only 10 pages in and it's been two months, you know, whatever the case may be. And there's no shame in not being able to balance an impossible situation, you know, and sometimes you just have to really think, you know, school has to be my top priority, making money has to be my top priority so I can stay in school, you know, maybe you decide that some things have higher priority than others and that doesn't mean that you don't care about the things that you've moved a little lower on the list it just means that you only have so many hours in a day and so much attention to be able to give and there's no shame in that it can be really difficult to feel like you're learning about all these problems in the world maybe this is more specific to things like public health or social work maybe but I think it applies to a lot of other healthcare professions too but you know you're learning about the problems that people have issues that entire populations are vulnerable to you're learning about all the failures in the current system that you're going to be going into and it can be really overwhelming to feel like there's all of these problems and all of these things and you're just one person and there's no way that you can solve all of them and I think I don't know, I feel this in the public health world, but like there are so many places where we as humanity and as society still have so much work to do. And obviously going into a public health profession is, you know, going to make some difference, or at least I'd like to think so, but I'm one person, you know, after I graduate, I'll probably work for 40 years and then I'll retire, maybe do volunteer work, maybe, you know, keep contributing after that, but there's only so much that I as one person can do. And especially, I mean, I'm not going to make this political, but in certain political climates, it can really truly feel like nothing you do is ever going to make a difference. And I think that in itself can really start to wear on you, to feel like all the problems of the world are on the shoulders of your profession, and there's no way for you to be able to tackle them all. With all the things that I've already mentioned, I want to throw in one more and I just want to throw it out there because I feel like no one is actually talking about this. There are going to be moments, and I don't care who you are or what you're studying, but you are going to have those moments where you think to myself, what the heck did I get myself into? Why did I choose to do this? I'm not meant to do this. This is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's okay to feel like that. It is 100% okay to have those moments of doubt and those moments of feeling like you want to give up. I think the difference in the people who push through those moments and the people who wallow in those moments is realizing what is contributing to those feelings and then working to fix those contributing factors. And I'll give an example. So a few weeks ago, I was feeling really overwhelmed in my program. I was feeling like I was missing emails, lost during meetings. I had no idea what was going on half the time. I felt like I was only doing okay in my classes. And it all started to boil down to like, am I meant to be in this program? Am I meant to become a dietitian? I don't think I am. And I had to sort of step back and think. And I sort of came to the realization that a sleep deprivation is so real and sleep deprivation plus stress can pretty much remove any emotional cushion that you previously had for handling tough situations so 
First step when you're feeling overwhelmed and having all these emotions about your program, stop and think. Did I sleep well last night? Have I eaten? You know, what's going on here that's causing me to feel like the world is ending right now? Because chances are the world isn't ending. <laughs> and once you realize what those factors are, you can start to work around them and kind of talk yourself out of it. Like, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, but I think in a few days over the weekend, I'm going to sleep really well and just take some me time and I'll feel better about it. Another piece of that puzzle, at least for me personally, has been that it was sort of difficult moving from undergrad to moving to graduate school. I went to a very small private college for undergrad. I knew all of my professors personally. My cohort was really small. I had a really great campus experience for the most part, and I was really comfortable there. And then I went from that environment to the University of Minnesota, and I'm not hating on my institution at all, I promise, but I went from this small, cozy, comfortable environment to this giant campus with literally thousands of students, and I was getting lost every single day. I didn't understand how any of the online classroom stuff worked. I didn't know where my resources were online, because, I mean, for being real, their website is not set up very well. And it just felt like I was failing, and it felt like I couldn't get it right, and it felt like I was really lost. And I didn't like that feeling. I, I missed the feeling of being comfortable and knowing what I was doing and being good at it. And I think we all really dislike being uncomfortable, and that's not a bad thing, you know? Discomfort can sometimes be really scary, but I think in those moments you have to acknowledge I'm uncomfortable because this is new to me, and I'm uncomfortable because I haven't learned how to do this yet, and I'm uncomfortable because I miss being good at it. And all of those things are going to come with time. I mean, I'm almost three months into my program. I don't get lost nearly as much on campus anymore. I am a lot better at navigating things. I feel like I'm more on top of my schedule. Um, I know I've gotten to know a lot of the people who are in my cohort better, and I really like them. And that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm feeling more comfortable than I was before. Still obviously feeling the overwhelm, but I'm feeling more comfortable and that's helping me feel less like I made the wrong decision and more like I made the right one. So in talking about this healthcare student burnout, I wanted to give you guys some tips for when it's happening to you, how do you acknowledge it and how do you get out of it? And I think step one to that is if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's okay to take a break. And I don't mean take a break from your entire program, although if you're in that situation where that would benefit you, I would encourage you to not be afraid of that option. But, you know, take a break from feeling stressed. You know, work your schedule out so that you get a day or a weekend or just a couple of hours where you're not doing homework, you're not on campus, you're not thinking about it, and really invest in something else that you enjoy. You know, it's okay to just take a step back and acknowledge that you have to take care of yourself. And part of taking care of yourself might involve spending a couple hours less studying so that you can just breathe. And on that note, you know, along with just taking a break once in a while, take a breath once in a while. When you're working yourself up and you're feeling panicked and you're just so uncomfortable, just Take a few deep breaths, you know, if meditation is your thing, spend 10 minutes on that, you know, do a little yoga. Just 
take a few moments to let your mind calm down. One of my other tips is invest in those relationships that you have with your advisors and your mentors in your program and tell them how you're feeling and what's going on because chances are you are not the only student who's ever felt that way that they've experienced. And they might have some really valuable wisdom for you. You know, if you're feeling really overwhelmed with your course load right now, they might have suggestions on how to arrange your schedule next year. Or if you're feeling like, you know, you just don't know why you're in the program and there's nothing that you want to do that's been presented to you yet, your advisors know a lot of people. They might be able to point you in the direction of somebody who's doing a job that looks like exactly what you want to be doing when you graduate. And I would say, not every college advisor is super great, but I've had really incredible experiences with the advisors I've had, and I definitely see the value in investing in those relationships outside of just, you know, the once a semester check-ins that you're required to do. You know, make extra meetings, send a few more emails, you know, stop by their office. Um, I think that's incredibly valuable. Along with investing in relationships with your advisors and your mentors, I would 100% encourage you to invest in relationships with your cohort. And this can look different because some people are in cohorts of 70, 80, 100 people, and some people are in cohorts like mine. I only have 10 other people in my cohort, plus another four in a very similar program that we spend a lot of time with. So that's, I think, 15 or 16 of us total. Not a big number. And I was nervous going into it. I was worried that I wouldn't make friends. I was worried that my cohort wouldn't want to be friends with me. And you know what? Every single one of the people in my program was in the same boat. We were all nervous about that. And it took us a little bit to warm up to each other, I think, but I have made some really incredible friends in my program. And they have been great from, you know, everything from helping me decide what classes I want to take next semester to texting at 11 p.m. on a Wednesday night because I cannot figure out the answers to a biased statistical literacy quiz. Like, literally everything like really invest in those relationships with your peers because you guys are all going through the same thing together and chances are you are not the only person who's feeling overwhelmed burned out stressed you know all of those things that you're feeling so don't be afraid to open up a little you know ask people how they're feeling ask people for advice you know people might have study tips that would benefit you or someone you know might have other ideas of ways that you can cope with what you're feeling so Totally invest in those relationships with your classmates. It's so worth it. I think the final step to all of this is really acknowledging when you can't handle it on your own. And that can be really difficult, especially if you've never really dealt with mental health issues in the past, but stress and sleep deprivation and new situations and that uncomfortableness can really bring out things in you that maybe weren't present before or maybe exacerbate issues that you were already having. So, you know, don't be afraid if you're really truly struggling and, you know, you're miserable all the time. You shouldn't be miserable all the time, you know? That's not normal. And I'm not saying that you're not normal, but I'm saying that you don't have to be miserable all the time. There are ways that you can seek out help to cope with that other than just trying to deal with it on your own. Most campuses have mental health counselors or other programs set up for students like that. If you have insurance, I would encourage you also to look at what options you have off campus, if that's something that you wanna do. Um, there are medications, 
Um, if you're really struggling, don't be afraid of medications to help you cope. Of course, you know, legally prescribed medications taken in correct doses, but there are so many options for getting you help when you really need it. And I would encourage you not to be afraid of those moments because it doesn't mean that you're failing. It means that you're really taking steps towards success, you know, when you're asking for help. Because asking for help and getting that help that you need and you deserve is going to make you more successful. I guarantee. I hope this video was helpful to you. I really am hoping to generate more genuine conversation about this topic. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. And I would really love to hear what you think. If you have your own experiences with healthcare student burnout, if you have tips other than mine that might be helpful, what you think of my tips, um, I would love to hear your own experiences. So please leave me a comment below. Please click subscribe if you're interested in more awesome content like this. Um, please go follow me on Instagram if you're interested. I'm at FeedThatNation or on my blog, FeedThatNation.com, where I talk recipes, podcasting, other adventures that I'm having, and more. Until next time, thanks for watching Feed That Nation. I'll see you soon.